Hi everyone, thanks for listening to The Offline Gamer. If you like what we do and would like to support us, then you can donate a few pounds to help us cover the costs of producing this show. It'll just cost you the price of a cup of coffee. You can do so by going to ko-fi.com forward slash podcast, which is ko-fi.com forward slash t-o-g-cast. ko-fi.com slash podcast. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode one of Meeple Mail from the Offline Gamer. I'm Ray. I'm Matt. And Meeple Mail is our look through our Offline Gamer inbox to have a look at what press releases and other bits and pieces and other interesting tidbits that we've been receiving. And uh, this will be a, a off-the-cuff, slightly more cash <laughs> affair than um, the main podcast. And a bit shorter, hopefully. <laughs> well, From... never, never any guarantees, given what we sometimes say. We know, oh, this will be a nice short episode this month. Yeah. For Matt's sanity, it's uh, <laughs> hopefully shorter. So, um, I suppose we should dive right in. Let's dive right in. So, should we start? Should we start at the oldest? Oldest emails. Oldest email. This, this is. I should point out. This is not every email we've had in the last month because some of them relate to things that are no longer relevant or have happened in the past. So I've just quickly had a quick pass through. But we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen emails since the tenth of March to talk about today. So. Um, so, this is from Pandasaurus Games. Oh, we like them, because they made Dinosaur yeah. Island. Um, it's subject, say hello to Katrull. 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 Katrull Alt-Delete. So, Control. And I suppose I should probably turn on um, show remote content so I can actually see the pictures. <laughs> Ooh, yes. that's that's a very nice designed box. Yeah, it looks like a sort of Lego type thing. It kind of reminds me of the little pinholes that you have in um, oh, Mastermind boards, the old mm. Mastermind boards. Um, race to control every angle. Oh, it's not just 2D, gosh. So it's a 3D area control game. Which looks a bit like 3D... Tetris. Yeah, it does actually. But with you're trying to build as much of your colour as possible. Let's let's read the description and find out. So okay. control the next family classic hits July twenty seventh. Area control gets a whole new look. Place your coloured cubes to control every angle in this head scratching strategy game. Once you place your cubes, you place your flag to block others' moves. Players score points for each of their own coloured blocks left visible at the end of the game, as viewed from every angle except the bottom. Control takes minutes to learn, but has enough depth to engage the whole family. Once you've taken control, you can't stop coming back for more. Trust us, this game is special. It's the type of game you'll want to play again the second you are through. Two to four players for 20 minutes. Designed by Giulio Nazario. That looks quite nice. End of July. It doesn't say whether it's Kickstarter or retail. So. No. 
Although it does have Stay Tuned for a couple more games, and that says available online or in stores. Oh, yes. Which includes The Mind Extreme. Dun, dun, dun. Which is coming to us on May 20th, and Godspeed uh, on June 17th. Godspeed sure. has a person in an astronaut suit. It does. Who may or may... Oh, no, they might be a cosmonaut because they've got hammer and sickle. Uh, I think the Mind Extreme has got the numbers going up and down. I see. Mm. And uh, Godspeed, uh, it says... uh, The the only description of this is on BGG. The space race was a lie. Find out why in Godspeed. Interesting. So that's a little newsletter from Pandasaurus Games. So next up is an email from the UK Games Expo. Which uh, everyone should know this by now. UK yeah. Games Expo has been postponed to August the 21st to the 23rd, 2020. We hope. Yes. Um, I'm not sure what the date was for people to claim their tickets for this year, for the, for the later show. Because if you wanted to keep your tickets, you had to log in and say, yes, I want to keep them. Which seems a bit of a strange thing. You'd have thought they'd have asked people to log in and say, no, I want a refund. So what they're doing is if people don't explicitly log in and say, I want to keep my tickets for the new dates, they will just mm. refund them automatically, which I think I don't think was communicated that well. So um, they, they put some like documentation online, but people aren't going to click and read that, are they? They're just going to read the email, see, oh, it's been delayed, and just assume that their tickets will be valid for the new show. So Yeah. We'll see. Uh, is there anything else there other than that? No? Just um, um, yeah, information about it, the postponement? It, it clashes with Tabletop Scotland. Does it, though? Because I thought they had to change their dates as well. I don't know. It says um, it clashes with Tabletop Scotland. They were amazingly gracious and are working with them to ensure they suffer no financial loss and that their resi- revised plans for Tabletop Scotland later in 2020 meet with a success. So I don't know whether that means that UKG changed and therefore... Tabletop Scotland have had to change. Yeah, on on their website now, it says that Tabletop Scotland is on the 10th and 11th of October. Ah, that'll, that'll be it then. Yeah. Um, and it's a slight change, so it'll be in different halls. It'll be in 9 to 12, as opposed yeah, to Yeah, those are the ones on the far, far side, aren't they? So where Comic-Con yeah. usually is. When it's in the other half, not where the UKG is, there's like three or four smaller halls next, so they've got those, haven't they? So. Yeah. But that might be better, plus no stairs to climb up. Yeah. Although, is it further away from food? Uh, now, does the does the spoons on that half of the? Um, yeah, but what about thing? the Becky's bargees? <gasps> oh, I see what you mean. Is it further to walk to the Hilton? Yeah. Oh, it might be. Dun dun dun. Oh no. Oh, oh well, we'll have to investigate. Yeah. So that's from UKG. Right, next. Uh, I'm having to turn on show remote content because this is from Thames and Cosmos. I don't really know who that is. They are the people who made or published... Well, lots of games, but I think Kerala is one of those. Oh, okay. Uh, what else? 
I'm just going to... Well, if I'll click on the VGG page, it's not nearly a thousand games, so... Ah, okay. Yeah, so they're very, very big. Oh, they, I think they, they did all of the um, uh, exit games as well. Oh, I see. Uh, and quite a lot of other stuff. Um, what does it say? It says they're going to a skeleton crew. What, they're on a skeleton crew? Oh, it's uh, uh, it's just a gen- generic coronavirus yeah. update. And now's a good opportunity to lift, to take advantage of Amazon as a selling platform because they've lifted restrictions on third-party sales. But Amazon itself has stopped selling toys and games. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So people who sell stuff through Amazon can put all their board games on there and know that they won't be competing with Amazon. Yeah. Just each other. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. To be honest, I haven't tried to buy any, but... Yeah. Seems like a bit of a weird time to... I mean, it's... Because they're still selling other, like, non-essential stuff. They're just telling you in advance that it's going to take, like, a week to get to you instead of a day. Oh, right, okay. They're prioritising essential yeah. supplies. So if, if you buy something that counts as an essential, then you still get, like, your regular Prime next day delivery. If it's non-essential, then it'll be like, oh, yeah, this might take four or five days instead of one. So but it seems a bit silly to to, to stop selling toys and games when you've got so many kids who are stuck at home. Yeah. Hey ho. Another, and next we've got another email from UKG. We have. Uh, and that, that one's confirming that the tickets for 2020 are live to buy if you haven't got them already. Because uh, they sent one day before um, with wrong information in, I think. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, tickets are available. Uh, oh no, it does say here, if you want to keep your existing tickets, then please read here and follow the instructions. So it does... They have they have spelled it out in this email mm. exactly what people need to do. So, but if you haven't bought your UKG tickets yet, then they are back on sale because they took them off for a while when they were trying to figure out yeah. what was going on. So, um, have all the events? No, no, they haven't been confirmed yet. So there might I think be some, some of changes. Them have been, yeah. Um, oh gosh, I've clicked on events and it's taken me to all. All the events, which includes all the... All the RPGs and things. Yeah. So there's one called the Entmoot. Okay. I'll be be, be up for being an Ent. Entwash, Agenda, any other business. Well, all the ones that we've got tickets for are all still on the website, I think. Uh, Dark Room, Nightmare. What was the other one? No, that was it. Those were the only ones we bought, weren't they? Dark Room and Nightmare. Uh, uh, yes. Because Mr. James wasn't doing anything. No, he's not doing one this year. Never mind. Ah, it's all right. Right. So, yes. Okay. Uh, right, next we've got an email from Aries Games, which is another just generic uh, operational pandemic update. Uh, they're closing their Italian office and their North American warehouse. So... Uh, product in stock at our European fulfillment partner, Ludapact, can still ship at the moment. European retailers and distributors are welcome to place their orders and we can service them based on existing inventory. 
uh, April releases, including the recently announced Kings and Assassins Deluxe, cannot ship as planned and will be postponed to a later but still unspecified date. They're probably not... Um... They probably haven't reached the distribution centres. No. Probably still I'm sitting in a... Um, a warehouse. A carrier or something. No, what what are they called, those big things? Um, Shipping container. That's the one. <laughs> probably sitting in one of those. Yeah. Waiting to go on a plane. A plane? No, they go on ships, Matt. That's why they're called shipping containers. Yeah. yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, right, what's next? Alley cat. Yay, we like alley cats. Our, our ex-Birmingham buds. Yeah. This is quite a big update, so there's lots of things in here. Yes, there is. Um, so, what have we got? A Another big box dice placement game Ooh. coming quarter three uh, called Eternal Palace. Uh, Stephen... Aramini and Quentin Reigns. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, oh, you can register to playtest. Um, from the designer of Sprawlopposite... From the, from the designer of Sprawlopolis, yes. Circle the Wagons and Groves, Stephen Armini, Aramini. God, that's more of a mouthful than it should be. It's a super tight, highly interactive Euro with lots of mini wins. You literally paint a picture using layered painting pieces on an easel. Create monuments and collect the minis to show your achievements. Use dice as workers to gain and convert resources. Dice are rolled publicly, grouped secretly, and then publicly revealed, creating an interesting twist on worker placement blind reveal selection the almost final cover shown above will only with only the trees changing from cherry to white blossom oh I see so they're going to change it to a white okay cool cool I understand um, it's got a nice quote from five minute chase designer Anthony Prieti Yes. Um, and you can register to playtest Eternal Palace here. Playtests available via a PNP of Tabletop Simulator. Yeah. How do you have a print and play of Tabletop Simulator? Well, it's probably just that they've because it's because print and plays are obviously cards. They they're just putting the cards in TTS without all the, the little models and things. I see. Because as you can see from the pictures they've included, there's lots of little models and yeah cubes and stuff they they probably just don't put all of that stuff in fair enough well now that we've all got tabletop simulator mm. you can go and play test eternal palace yes don't know if there's a link on their website i don't know if i should put the link uh publicly because obviously presumably they only want people who subscribe to their newsletter to have it so if you want details on how to play test their games in the future, sign up for the Alicat Games newsletter because they send stuff like this out all the time. Yeah. It sends it sends you to a Google Docs form. Ah. What's next in this Alicat Bazaar? Oh, you'll like the next one. Nom. The Simon's Cat official card game now available to pre-order. Woo! 
Um, so we saw a little bit of this, didn't we? Uh, did we? I, know, I, know I think we saw some of the art. It. We oh, didn't yes, see any did, of the yeah. mechanics. Because I think they were still negotiating with Simon of Simon's Cat. This is uh, Alley Cat's first officially licensed product. Ooh. So I assume that's them doing something with the IP of another company that's licensed. Yeah, it would be, yeah. So Nom is a fast-paced and portable game where players are trying to play and get rid of their hand of cards. Take it in turns, but be sure to play, pay close attention. At any moment, someone might play the Nom card beginning a race to slam your hands on the table with the slowest player feeling the wrath of Simon's cat. Ooh. So it's a sort of uh, as well as as well as a card game. You've got there's a bit of dexterity or reaction time. Yeah. Only eight ninety nine or ten dollars. That's pretty good. Yeah, two to six players, and it's Simon's cat. Yep. Uh, next up is the oh the official dice hospital. I was going to say Dice Tower then. The official Dice Hospital uh, digital app. Uh, Dice Hospital app is a standalone game that will allow you to get the full tabletop experience on your phone or tablet. Pre-orders are available now with special pricing for early beta access and credits for helping to support the game early, with the anticipated launch being this summer and beta access in May to June. Mm-hmm. And you can pre-order it via a link. So, oh, that's interesting. I'm tempted by that. Although I still haven't played Dice Hospital properly yet. And it'll probably be a while until I will. Uh, Information about some of their games being delayed, uh, as expected. So Dice Hospital Community Care uh, will be manufactured, shipped and fulfilled at the same time as Tungaru, Kitten and Tinderblocks, which are estimates of August to September. But obviously that could be subject to change. Due to things, and uh, that's about pledge, it really. pledge, well, the pledge managers live for anyone who missed Kitten and Tinder blocks. Oh yeah, which is uh, just go to the oh, think you just go to their website. But is there a link? Alicatgames.pledgemanager.com. There you go. Yeah. So next up is an email from Board and Dice about their new game Traintopia. Uh, it is a truly wonderful day indeed as we start. Our great competition at the dawn of the nation of Traintopia, a country of clean, efficient and fast transportation. We're looking for a new president and we know exactly who we want for the job. Nice. In Traintopia, you must create a futuristic train paradise with networks and routes for goods, commuters and tourists. Exactly how do you do that? It's simple. On your turn, you draft a tar commuter, tourist, mailbag or a train from the current offer. You expand your network by adding the newly drafted component to it. Tiles expand your routes. Commuters and tourists score victory points. Mailbags and trains provide end-game bonuses. The game tiles feature train tracks passing through different types of districts sought after by different types of commuters. Additionally, along the routes you will find various landmarks that draw tourists. You must strike the right balance to maximise your scoring potential. Uh, That actually looks quite interesting. 
Now, did you request a Traintopia review copy? I seem to remember I did, because I'm sure I texted you about it. Yeah, but I've just noticed... Yes, I did, because it says you, it says you have to request Traintopia and another game. What was and your I other rem- game? I remember choosing the game. Let me help you see if the list is still available. It is. Let me see what game I chose. Uh, I think it was one of the Escape Tales games, which is like one of their escape room things. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'll definitely fill this form in. Whether we will get a review copy? Who knows? You never know. And if we do, I don't know when we're going to be able to review it, but we'll see. Well, you could play it on your own. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I can try and convince one of my parents to play it, but I don't think that's going to go very well. Oh, well. We'll see. You know, it will probably end up sat in a postal warehouse for a couple of extra weeks than it needs to. But Yeah, true. Everything's uh, at a slightly different pace. So now we have four emails that just appear to be from this random guy called Matt Warren. <laughs> so now these are emails that I got that I forwarded on. And what I've done is for a lot of these where I've been getting the newsletters into my email account, I've unsubscribed and resubscribed on, on, on our one. I see. But, um, yeah, these initially went to me. So, And it thinks that everything coming from you. Oh, no, it thinks one of, one of the ones uh, Thunderbird thinks is a scam. So, oh, really? Which well one's done. that? Well done, Matt. Um, the Floodgate Games one you forwarded. Oh, that's this next one then. Yeah. So this is, uh, yeah, from Floodgate Games. Uh, first one was about the extension of their Holy Festival of Colours Kickstarter, which has now ended and which I backed, which we'll talk about more on our next proper episode. Yeah. Um, no, no, about some of the upgrades to it. Yeah. I some think stretch I think goals. Is, is everything in this email about that campaign? I think yes. In that case, then, let's skip over it because it's not relevant anymore. Oh, I knew I'd miss one. One one week left in Starlight Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, that's from two days ago. So that's this should two be... Two days ago, uh, it's okay. This one should be all right. So who's this from? Um, this is from... Oom Games. So these are the people who made Last One Standing, the Battle Royale game. Oh, okay. So this is for Starlight. So what's Starlight? It looks spacey. It does look spacey. Let's go to the Kickstarter page. Starlight is a solo cooperative campaign game for one to four players where you fight in space battles and explore a mysterious universe. And it's uh, got... It had a 50,000... Canadian dollar goal, and they've got nearly 700,000 Canadian dollars. Ooh. And I did have this as a saved one, but it'll be finishing before the next episode. So it's got four days left as of recording. We're recording this on the 6th. Starlight is a narrative-driven solo cooperative game for one to four players set in the Draconian system. You are close to completing your training as a pilot of the Starlight Institute when an unknown enemy attacks and destroys your home planet. Medelia. You manage to escape and find yourself guarding the last remaining hope for the Medellian civilization aboard a colony ship called the Sparrow. Uh, it's a campaign game with branching storylines. Each playthrough the narrative you experience will be vastly different, even how the game ends will change based on your choices. If you have finished the main narrative and want to continue to progress your character, gather a squad and embark on a raid. These high-level replayable scenarios will unlock the best gear and upgrades for your pilot and ship. So it's like an MMORPG in a box, isn't it? Yeah. 
Say it's got a 50 hour campaign and a quick save mechanic. Scout's joined us. Oh, hi, Scout. You may pick up a meow when you listen back. Okay. Uh, so if that sounds like your, your thing, then check that out. Starlight on Kickstarter at the moment. Uh, what is next? New Story Masters Tales. Ah, yes. So this is the third Story Masters Tales game, Draco Deep Dungeon, uh, which will combine with the other two to add even more locations and even more bits of equipment and uh, things that can happen. So we've talked about Story Masters Tales a few times on the podcast. Yeah. Um, the, the email is exceedingly wide. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's because of that header image at the top. Yeah. But the thing yeah. I, the thing I do like about the Story Masters Tales, I mean, you know, I like I like the sort of RPG lightness of it and the mm. choose your own adventure sort of vibe. But I also like the fact that they do the music and the sound effects for every location. Yeah. So ne- when, next time we play, I've I've already got them all loaded up on my iPad. In fact, this is the kind of game that I could play we could play online, isn't it? Yeah. Because I could just get a, a camera pointing at my desk and then two or three people could jump on Discord or Zoom or whatever. And then uh, I could un- reveal the story and everything. So that's actually not a bad idea. Oh, good idea, eh? Yeah. But yeah, it's a very short email. It's basically, here's some stuff. Yeah. Here are some pictures. It includes print and play at the end. It is out. It is out now. It is. It went to our live a couple of days ago. Uh, next one is from Game T, who are the Birmingham-based sort of gaming accessories people. Yeah. Advertising their nice new lovely dice. Yes, they're uh, very they're very glittery. Yeah, uh, gemstone, uh, lapis lazuli. Is that right? Lazuli. Lazuli. What's that then? Uh. Oh, I can. I always look this up and then I forget it. I think well, it's it's a blue thing, isn't it? It's yeah. Wikipedia says it's a deep blue metamorphic rock used as a semi-precious stone yep. that has been prized since antiquity for its intense colour. Mm. Uh, we've got alchemist twenty-four karat gold flake, uh, royal decree twenty-four karat gold flake, tiger's eye gemstone. Oh, they look nice. Uh, you can have a hip flask. Uh, a handmade dice box, lots of cool gaming candles in various forms like health potions and mana potions and things like that, on, in lots of different prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's Game T, so G-A-M-E-T-E-E. Next up is Board and Dice again. <laughs> Dear friend, we know that many of you are waiting for more information and sneak peeks of Tekhenu by Danielle Tassini and David Terzi, our triple TTT product. Oh, yeah. Tekhenu, Tassini, Terzi. But we have more great Euro tea games coming out this year. We're fans of tea games, so close to T-Rexes, and T-Rexes are cool. Mm. Mm. Let us introduce you to... Uh, no. Tawantinsuyu? I was just waiting to see how you... (laughs) Tawantin Suyu, a deeply strategic, polished GAM. GAM, not game, it's a GAM. Designed for fans of heavy games. 
Okay. Premier Spiel 2020. The great Sapa Inca Pachacuti called on his offspring to worship Inti, the sun god, and to expand the Inca Empire as far as the Lama's Rome. Four mm. regions of the new empire are now right for conquest. The time has come for Pachacuti's true successor to arise. The board game features a hill located within the old Inca capital of I can't see that. Cusco? Yeah. The sides of which are terraced and divided into five sections. Atop the hill sits the I'm I'm regretting reading this email now. <laughs> Atop the hill sits the Karikancha, the Golden Temple, the most important temple of the Incan Empire. Within the Karikancha, each player has a high priest. On the terrace sections below exist a variety of worker placement locations interconnected by paths and individually marked by symbols. Throughout the game, score victory points whenever you construct stairs or sculpt statues. Gain bonus points whenever another player makes use of the stairs you have constructed. Score victory points from temple advancements and control the four regions. Then at the end, score bonus victory points from reaching the top of the temple, from your woven tapestries and from the various buildings and resources you have accumulated. Are you hungry for more? Check the game out on BGG. So it's spelt T-A-W-A-N-T-I-N-S-U. Y U, and it even there's even there's even a thing how to pronounce it. Tawan Tin Suyu. Is that what I said? Yes. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Then. So that's from Board and Dice. Uh, I like the idea of there being a big uh, sort of mountain with an Incan temple on top of it. That sounds fun. And we've got one email left, Ray. Which arrived today. Today, in fact, about an hour and twenty minutes before we started recording. Uh, so, it's from Game T, explaining why you might receive a bandana for free in your next order. Uh, the reason being, they're giving them away as they can be used as improvised face coverings, as per recommendations issued by the CDC. Which is interesting, because Game T are not American. No, and it's interesting that don't the... UK government say that that type of thing isn't effective? I think the stand that's being taken over in America is that it stops you touching your face. Oh, okay. It's not a substitute for medical PPE, but it stops you touching your face while you're out. Okay. Um... And presumably, if you can get regular people to just use a bandana or a cloth-based one, then hopefully they won't continue to panic buy and hoard whatever it is, N95 masks. And they've got a little quote from uh, the Queen's speech that she gave yesterday. Oh, Oh, yes, that was from yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. We girls were inspired by Her Majesty's words. We should take comfort that while we may have more still to endure, better days will return. We will be with our friends again. We will be with our families again. We will meet again. Well, well, well delivered, Ray. Well delivered. Yes. Her Madge did it a little bit better. <laughs> but she's got way more practice than me. Yes. She's been doing it since the 40s. Is it the 40s? Well, 
since 1940, I think. Blimey. When she did her first radio broadcast with her sister. Oh, that's right. I remember seeing something about that on the news yesterday. Yeah, well, she mentioned it in her speech. Hmm. It was a good speech. Oh, no, that's right. That is where I saw it, because they showed a picture of them, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Game Tier giving away all their bandanas. So that... um. You do not need to add them to the cart. They will be added manually while stocks last. Uh, a random design. Each bandana is individually sealed. And it gives you a, some guidance on how best to fold it up to make it into like a elasticated one. Um, or how else you can like just like tie it behind your head. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been recording. Another one has appeared in our inbox. Oh, gosh. So this is from Greenbrier Games. Uh, and this one is all about their Kickstarter Excavation Earth, which has just launched. Today, the campaign for Mighty Board's newest game, Excavation Earth by David Terzi, is live. Wasn't, didn't we just mention him, David Terzi? Yes, he was. Terzi? I don't know. Yeah, he was the triple T. He was. In um, the other one. We've been able to follow its development closely and are so excited to support this game. Head over to Kickstarter to take a look at this marvellous design from David with the gorgeous art of Philip Cruz and an out-of-this-world immersive theme. Uh, okay, so what's the game all about? Let's have a look. This is exciting. Lead a race of alien explorers excavating artifacts from Earth in this set collection market manipulation game. And I can see the, the number going up as I'm talking about it. It's gone up from 270 to 271 backers just while I'm looking at it. Uh, so, manage your drafted hand of cards to unearth artifacts in excavation sites around Earth. Deploy traders in markets and manipulate market prices to sell at the right time for the highest profit. But don't forget to keep on top of the struggle for political power happening in the halls of the mothership. Without your envoys there, your faction risks being edged out of the upcoming land grab when Earth is colonised. At the end of the game, you want to end up with the coolest collection of artefacts that will weigh museums throughout the Union of Free Races. And it's got a board that is just a map of Earth. It looks very pandemic-y, I must say. Um, yeah. Player boards, bit. lots of nice components. Free print and play. That they'll be releasing during the campaign. That actually looks quite nice. I'm going to click on that to remind me. Uh, shipping is going to be $20. Depending on which version of the game you get. And the game is $50. £41. Which doesn't look too bad. It looks like there's quite a lot of stuff in there. So, Okay, that's Excavation Earth. Yeah, um, they're also doing free print and plays for some of the other Mighty Board titles that they'll be releasing throughout the Excavation Earth campaign. Mm. Um, so Petricor print and play will release once Excavation Earth funds. Then they're going to release Vengeance on the 12th, Post-Human Saga on the 18th, and Excavation Earth for backers only. Did you just say Petricor? Yes, Petricor. Oh, that's one of theirs, okay. Yeah. But that's not everything that's in the email. No, this next one I'm quite excited about. Tales of Barbaria. Yep. Uh, the emphasis on bear. 
Because they were all anthropomorphic bears. Mm. Like little Ewoks and things. Although one of them looks like a red panda as well. Yeah. Which excites me even more. We sent out a number of copies of the final prototype of Tales of Barbaria for playtesting. And it is unlikely that those games will get played in the near future. Uh, yeah. Instead, we are looking for friends who would be willing to read a rulebook and give feedback. And if they have a group that could play at home or just sheltered in place, maybe a link to a PMP. I think they should take a leaf from Alicat's book and do a tabletop simulator version Yeah. for playtesting. They're currently working on the Kickstarter page for it, uh, whenever that will be. Uh, but for now, you can download a free colouring book of the uh, the bears. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So if you've got some kids or uh, adults, I suppose, you can... Um, they've put it on Dropbox. Yeah. Uh, so if, you can colour it in. Yeah, I'm... Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know if I should share the link, but if anyone wants it, just drop us an email uh, and uh, we will uh, I'll let you know where you can get that from. And then last up is uh, they're talking about a game called Lost Ones, which they're currently working on. Follow the progress of the game and take a look at it on Board Game Geek. So Lost Ones is a map tile exploration game set in a choose-your-own-path story. The player takes on the role of one of four available youths who have been kidnapped and taken to the other world. Oh gee, that sounds familiar. Mm. The game begins just as the player escapes captivity during a conflict between warring fae factions and must now explore this magical realm of dreams to discover a way home. So it's solo or a co-op mode for up to four players. So it's um, a dungeon crawler, but there's a storybook that comes with it as well. So you explore a new area by placing a tile, moving there and reading the introduction of an encounter in the storybook. So it's sort of like a cross between Weirding Woods and like the Subterra games and things like that. By the looks of it. Yeah. That seems quite interesting. There's so many good games coming out. And so many interesting things that people are working on. You can't possibly play them all. I know. Why don't we live forever? Mind you, if we live forever, there'd be still be more games than we yeah. could ever play, so... So that definitely is now all of the emails in our inbox. Let me just check to make sure nothing else has come in while we've been talking about that. No, we're okay. So I think we'll do one of these when we have enough emails to talk about. Yeah. I was thinking every one or two weeks, but obviously that's entirely dependent on how much stuff we get sent. Very true. So on that note, uh, we'll say goodbye. So if you want to follow us on social media, we're on all the platforms at TOGCAST, T-O-G-CAST. If you want to listen to us, uh, you can do so direct at soundcloud.com forward slash offline gamer. And of course, you can search for us on your podcast platform of choice. As well as the podcast, we also do YouTube videos. To find all of our content, go to www.offlinegamer.co.uk. You can email us and maybe we'll talk about your email on our mini, mini meeple mail now. Maybe we will. Um, you can do so at offline gamer podcast at gmail.com or there is also a contact form on our website and if you like what we do and want to support us a little bit then you can go to co-fee.com forward slash togcast and uh, give us a few pounds uh, just basically the cost of a cup of coffee and uh, that'll go towards covering the costs of making this show so there we go that's our first meeple mail 
Ta-da. We could have done tons of these with all of the emails we've had over the years, couldn't we? Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And as a special little treat for the end of the episode, for those of you who stuck around to the end, our friend James Cook uh, did an interview on BBC Radio a few days ago where he was talking about uh, his online version of Board Game Smackdown. So uh, I thought it'd be nice to just put that on the end as a little bit of an advertisement for it. So, so yeah, uh, just listen for that after the the music has finished playing at the end of the episode. So I guess all that's left to say is thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. It's the Three O'Clock Club on BBC WM. Richard Wilford with you through till six this evening. Rakeem Omar joining you at six o'clock. And then some late night Graham Torrington from ten through till one. Now, we all need something to keep ourselves cheerful at the moment. And we've been talking about games already today. And if you want to bring those two things together, I can't suggest anything better than board game Smackdown. It is the brainchild of the Birmingham comedian James Cook. He's taken it to Edinburgh. He's performed it around Birmingham in the past. And now it's happening live on Facebook. It made its debut on Friday. And having seen it, it was flipping funny, uh, which is the key. I think it's the intention as well. James Cook, thank you for joining us this afternoon. How are you doing? I'm all right. Thank you, Richard. Thanks for your kind words about the, the show on Friday. Yeah, it was, um, it was an experiment, and uh, we, had a, we had a good time putting it together, and um, loads of people tuned in to watch, which was really nice to see. You really embraced the technology. I didn't see, I saw a tiny bit live, but the rest of it I've just you know watched during the course of the rest of the week when I've had 10, 15 minutes here and there. And it was very clever how you did it with four different comedians on screen, as well as yourself. You've got a little mixer desk or something at your computer, haven't you? Ah, yes. There, well, you know, we live in a, a time when this technology is, is available and relatively cheap and relatively easy to use. So I taught myself how to use it last week and then on Friday did the first live show with it. Um, so I'm still kind of learning and, and uh, I'm sure there'll be uh, some technical uh, missteps along the way, but uh, no, it, it seemed to go all right. No, it was. It was very effective. It was very funny. And it's come from what is a genuine love that you've held for board games. Yeah, that's right. Um, I've, uh, I've been into board games for uh, a long, long time. I've got a collection at home of about... 200 or so different ones um and uh, i work as a, a comedian or at least i did until you know this all kicked off mm. and um, so uh, about four or five years ago i combined the two and created this the show board game smackdown to take to the edinburgh fringe uh, which was basically just a way to get comedians to play board games with me um you, you just have to tell them it's a show and then they'll come along and do it <laughs> Uh, and so I was doing it at the end of a friend, did it the last four years, and uh, it, it's just gone every year, it's got bigger and better than the year before. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm not going to Edinburgh this year, I don't think anyone is actually, I'm not sure if they've officially announced that yet, but it doesn't look like it's happening. Uh, and so, doing it online was a way to, to keep the show alive in uh, in 2020. Yeah, I mean, the live show's great. I, I, I had friends who were going up to Edinburgh last summer, and they said, oh, I want to go and see this one, I want to go and see that one. And I said, go and see Board Game Smackdown, because you never know who the cast is going to be on any given night. And they loved it as well, because people, especially when they're up in Edinburgh for a, for a two- or three-week run, they want to fill their time, these comedians, and they'll come along and, and just get immersed in it for you. Yeah, and it's a, it's a break from them doing their regular acts as well. 
it's just they don't know what games they're going to play until they show up. And I sort of say, all right, we're doing this. And then they kind of have to jump in. And it's a great showcase for their uh, their abilities. And right now, there are hundreds of comedians who've suddenly had their incomes reduced to zero. And we've got a lot of this uh, comic talent and experience just sitting around <laughs> doing nothing. And I thought, well, this is a way that they, they can have a little outlet um, to do it and I've been uh, sorting out comedians to come and be guests on it and uh, you know a lot of them sort of um, uh, club comics a lot of people who've got some TV and radio experience and delighted to announce that on Friday's show that we're going to do uh, we have a special guest in the shape of Jason Manford who's going to wow. be appearing Tremendous, very good. To be fair, Friday's cast was excellent. Laura Lex, who is getting a very high profile at the moment. Craig Dealey, who we know well on BBC WM, because he's often helped out with paper reviews. Suze Kempner and Rob Mulholland. And and they, they were all willing to do anything, however ridiculous, over the course of an hour, weren't they? Yeah, and they're great, those guys. Uh, for the first one, I wanted four people who uh, had done the show a bunch of times before and they're four of the most experienced board game smackdown uh, panel members uh, and they uh, they did they really hit it out of the park it was it was uh, wonderful um and of course um you know how the whole thing works is obviously it's on the internet it's completely free for anyone to watch uh, all we do is we say look if you want to bung us the price of a pint for watching it here's a button you can press and you can donate some money and then uh, we just we divvy up the money between the acts i know there are a lot better causes out there in the world right now um than us but uh, we are an industry like a lot of self-employed people that has just been completely wiped out yeah well what's the price of a pint for an hour's entertainment that's, that's about reasonable isn't it I yeah, don't I say, I don't, so. yeah I, I think so and you'll i'm sure you vary the games as you go but uh, i much enjoyed snake oil at the start which was a sort of dragon's den variant where they had to try and sell something in this case to cheerleaders but that, that was good that worked well yeah all the games we play are commercially available board games uh, that I own. So when we start playing them, I hold up the box and I'll put a link to where you can get the game from if you're interested yeah. in it as well. Because to be honest with you, Richard, I haven't asked for permission to use any of these games, but yeah. I reckon if we make it a massive advert, they'll be fine with it. Uh, and a lot of them are sort of uh, smaller games. Um, well, not smaller games, but put out by smaller independent games companies who maybe don't have the the reach of a big um games company like I know, yeah. Waddington's or Hasbro, not having to go at either of those, you know, terrific companies. Uh, and so, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity to see, you know, if you, if for any reason you might be stuck in the house for the next few weeks and you fancy a game to play with your family, you know, maybe you'll get some ideas from watching board game Smackdown. Yeah, I'd never seen Yogi before, which was a, a game where you pick a card and then you have to do whatever it says on the card, which it, it's kind of like... Um, uh, an individual game of Twister, because you end up with people with cards tucked all over the place, with limbs uh, all over the place, and and actually, you know that that was a game that that was that was the sort that anybody can can play after social distancing. Actually, even with social distancing, you can because it's not like yeah. Twister; you're not all over each other. No, no, that's right. It, it is. It's kind of the social distancing version of of Twister. You're absolutely right. And that game was uh, designed by a British designer, a guy called Bez. Um, who uh, I'm in touch with over social media. And every time we play Yogi, he gets in touch to say, oh, thanks very much for playing it and everything. Um, oh. Because every time I've played it, you know, be, I've had people in the audience say, oh, we're going to get that game. I've had people, um, I've had comedians 
in the show on stage get their phones out and i'm like why have you got your phone out during the show and they're like i'm buying the game right now yeah if you find a game that's just fun and you really like then uh then you know most of them aren't hugely expensive and uh and it's it's quite easy to get hold of them while deliveries are still happening that's brilliant. You are genuinely a games anorak. That's what I, that's what I love about the show. Actually, that that you are passionate about all of these. So tonight you've got a show at seven o'clock. Who, who have you got on tonight? Uh, we have got uh, Izzy Lawrence, uh, comedian and uh, Radio Four presenter. Uh, we've got uh, Matt Green, who's been in uh, loads of telly stuff. You know, and when you see him, you'll go, "Oh, it's that guy." Yeah. Um, uh, Frizz Frizzle who last night, in fact, won an award, a comedy award for the Leicester Comedy Festival for Best uh, Musical Show. He's a musical comedian uh, normally, but I believe he's just going to come and uh, play uh, a cappella uh, tonight. Uh, <laughs> but he's, he's played the show a load of times before. He's really funny. And Caroline Maybe, who's one of my favourite uh, comics as well, she's going to be on. Um, so, you know, these are all people who I, I've handpicked um, who, because I think they'll be good and entertaining and, uh, and that people will really like watching them. So, and if people want to watch it live, it's through Facebook, isn't it? So, if you look for Board Game Smackdown on Facebook, is that the best way? Um, actually, the best way uh, it is on Facebook. You can't. You have to find me rather than Board Game Smackdown. I need to figure that out. This is okay. one of the technical things I'm working on. But the easiest way to watch is to go onto YouTube, yes, and search for James Cook comedian. Right. All right. That's me. Uh, if you search for James Cook Comedian, you'll find my page, and it'll be, and you click on that, and it's there straight away. Um, so we're on YouTube, uh, we are on Facebook, but we're and we're also at our own website, which is boardgamesmackdown.com. Right. Um, where people can go there and they can see the live feed as well on there. And I know for a fact because I did it when I had my breakfast this morning. Once it's been done and it's still sitting there on YouTube, if you put in Board Game Smackdown, you will find it on YouTube straight away because I was sat in the lounge watching it this morning. So I know for a fact oh, that route to, to watching it works really well. So if you can't see it live, it will sit there and you can, of course, pay the price of a pint. Uh, and, it, it, and, and, and trust yeah. me, it's, it's pay, proper pay good fun. Yeah. Sorry? And, and I say it is genuinely great fun. And I would say probably a, oh, thanks, a 12 rating, would you say, in terms of yeah. audience? Yeah, there's... There's no big swears in it. Uh, there's no fil. There might be some mild innuendo. Yes. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it's not a kid's show, but it's a show that people can watch sort of with, if you've got kids who are sort of from about age of 10, 9 or 10 upwards, you can watch it with them and have and have no worries about the content. We sort of pitch it sort of, uh, you know, like um, Would I Lie to You on BBC One, that show. Yeah, about yeah. Yeah. that it, sort of age. Point at that yeah. tone. Yeah. You know? uh, so you know, it's it's for everyone. I want to make the show as accessible as possible. No, I, th- I think it absolutely is. Having said, watch that first one on Friday, and uh, just for all the the local comedy community. I mean, you know, I love local comedy, and uh, I've judged a couple of times the Breakthrough Award at the uh, at the Birmingham Comedy Festival, which hopefully we'll all be back to normal business in time for that. And you've emceed that event the uh, two occasions that I came down. I just hope all of you get through this uh, intact, uh, and you're back treading the boards, as it were, and, and doing your stuff live in venues across the West Midlands before too long, James. Oh, thanks very much, Richard. We are really appreciative of all the support that you've shown to uh, the local comedy scene. And, uh, yeah, and Board Game Smackdown comes live from uh, my house in King's Heath <laughs> every Tuesday and Friday. So it is kind of local as well. Uh, people will check it out. It's great. And, James, really appreciate your time today. Thanks ever so much for, for talking to us.
No worries, mate. All the best. Cheers now. James Cook, if you want to watch Board Game Smackdown, you say, go to YouTube, look for James Cook Comedian. You'll be able to watch it live from 7 o'clock tonight and then another show on Friday with James uh, with Jason Manford as one of the guests or you can catch it afterwards uh, on YouTube uh, and also via Twitter. There are all sorts of places you can click on it. But it is a proper good laugh.